The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. And welcome again to 2015. I hope it's starting off wonderfully for you. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host for Generation Regeneration. Thank you for joining me, whether it be live or on demand. Our goal with the show is to provide information and support for those who want to regenerate their bodies, minds, spirits, and relationships to others and to the planet. And to that end, our guests for today are Nathan Phillips and Yancey Wright. Nathan is the general manager of Catalina Offshore Products a San Diego-based wholesaler and retailer of sustainably sourced fish, shellfish, and seafood. Nathan leads a team of 100-plus people, focusing the organization on maintaining standards founded in a commitment to sustainability, fishery management, and the triple bottom line. Catalina OP works with local fisheries in Southern California, Baja, Mexico, and the West, handling their products with care and integrity. Nathan's team celebrates small boat, sustainable fishing methods while partnering with organizations such as Trace and Trust and Seafood for the Future to minor, monitor traceability of their high-quality fish. Yancey has over 12 years of experience shifting behaviors and business practices in the construction industry as a green building consultant, construction manager, and educator. Driven by his passion to create a better world, he left the corporate world moved to Puerto Rico, and started Alterna Vida, a sustainable lifestyle and wellness retreat that helps people create a lifestyle they don't need a vacation from. Designed for corporations, nonprofits, and groups of like-minded individuals, Alterna Vida brings wellness practitioners in from around the world to create authentic, soul-enriching experiences that inspire a lifetime of sustainable living. Sounds wonderful. Both Nathan and Yancey started their careers in the conventional fashion, where there was perhaps not a big emphasis on sustainability and healthy living. But they each made the shift to a different type of corporate environment and more healthy lifestyle. I invited them today to share their journey to living a life that regenerates the body, mind, and spirit, both on and off the clock. Welcome, Nathan and Nancy, to the show. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Sandra. Glad to be here. Now, Nathan, let's start with your story. You've entered what is referred to as the next third in the book Younger Next Year by Chris Crowley and Dr. Henry S. Lodge, a book that we both read and would highly recommend. In the book, they make specific recommendations about how to age gracefully beyond the age of 50, which is what they call the next third. 
Since 70% of premature death and aging is lifestyle related, they make some pretty firm recommendations how to change around your lifestyle accordingly. And they call these Harry's Laws. And these include specifics about exercise, spending, diet, and emotional connection. And I know you've taken these all to heart. So can you talk about what particular changes you made personally and professionally? What led you to make them and how your life is different now? Well, thanks, Sandra. Um, I guess the overall theme for me over the last uh, several years has been gradual change. Uh, back in the late 90s when I moved to Seattle, I had I actually made the choice to give up tobacco, which I think was probably one of the smartest things I've ever done. And shortly after that move, I became a single parent, and I had to really begin to examine how I was living my life um, and the choices that I was making. Uh, I introduced my kids to seafood because I'd moved from the Midwest where there was a lot of beef and other meats in my diet. And um, I was also in the fast food industry at the time, which uh, I, shortly after moving to Seattle, exited. Um, I took my kids off fast food completely, uh, became much more active with my general health, doing taekwondo, kayaking, hiking, beginning to explore the Northwest. And um, in my new role, I worked with uh, several big corporations over the years, um, but one of them was a large financial company based in Seattle that went through some very deep struggles in the 2007 to 2009 period. And through those struggles with my client, I was exposed to the financial collapse, client stress, and just a lot of constant chronic stress. Uh, that chronic stress manifested itself as a blood pressure problem. Uh, I was uh, found to have a blood pressure level of about 170 over 110, uh, and I'd never really had a blood pressure problem before. Uh, in addition to that, I weighed about 300 pounds. I wasn't really as active as I thought I was, and I was dealing with that chronic stress. Um, my doctor, who I'd known for 10 years, wanted to put me on blood pressure medicine, which I was adamant I did not want to do, and um, made the decision to not take the medicine and rather uh, did some significant research on how I could uh, lower my blood pressure through my lifestyle. Um, I changed my diet. I started drinking loads of water. I eliminated uh, caffeine, uh, at least for a while, and then eventually I limited caffeine, and I started exercising. And about that same time, I was introduced to Younger Next Year, which uh, is the book he referred to a few moments ago, uh, written by Chris Crowley, Chris Crowley and Dr. Uh, Lodge. Um, the theme of that book really comes down to a very simple equation. Uh, as a human, you are either in growth mode or you are in decay mode. Um, our modern lifestyle is misread by our physical ancient brain, and um, the lethargy and comfort that we now experience on a daily basis is not something that exists naturally in nature. And as humans, we really have moved away from nature. We have uh, started to live uh, in a way that actually influences nature rather than us 
being influenced by nature. Uh, the natural things, the rhythms that our lizard brain are used to are things like hunting and gathering and uh, being outside and responding to cold and wetness and all the physical discomforts that challenged our bodies and created a need for regeneration and growth, uh, both physically and spiritually. Uh, really it comes down to stress. Short-term stress that the body can respond to actually creates a rebuilding process. And the challenge that you face in a short-term stress environment is actually really good for your body. The decay comes when the stress becomes chronic or when there's a lack of activity or a lack of response to the stresses and the challenges that we experience. Yeah, it sounds like from what you described, uh, your weight was higher than you wanted it to be. You were sedentary. You were stressed. It sounds like you were in the textbook decay mode at that point. Yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't think I was, but I was. Um, you know, it was it was really interesting as I started to explore that blood pressure problem, uh, how easy the changes were, and coincidentally. Uh, my doctor, who I'd known a while, did eventually admit that if I um, did everything he'd been telling me to do for the previous five years, I'd be a lot healthier. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, that was uh, several years ago. I'm down about 60 pounds from where I was then. My blood pressure at the last checkup was about 132 over 70. Uh, and I'm just a lot healthier than I was both physically and spiritually. And this book, Younger Next Year, was kind of an inspiration and a starting point for me, but the real change came about um, three years ago when I met Bob Aram, who is a close friend of mine now and also my uh, yoga teacher. Uh, Bob and I met at TEDx San Diego uh, here in, in the San Diego area, and uh, over the next few months, as I got to know Bob, uh, uh, the... Um, the experience that I had with him was life-changing. His work is incredible around uh, mind and spirit and using yoga as a, a method of adjusting your life and adjusting how you respond uh, to the challenges and the stresses that you encounter on a day-to-day basis. And I think, Sandra, you're going to be actually interviewing him soon, are you not? Absolutely. Yes. On the 27th of January, Bava is going to be our guest. So we'll be able to get into his story, which actually is described quite well in a a memoir he wrote called Warrior Pose. Great. Which goes into uh, his journey and how he wound up uh, delving into the ancient yoga texts and really turning his life around. And now, like you say, he's teaching that to others and is quite an inspiration. It is. It's been amazing for me. Um, One of the things that I found after I changed jobs was the stress didn't go away. There's always going to be stress, uh, but it's really how I respond to it. And the fact is you have to respond to it. Otherwise, you find yourself kind of like sitting in a den of dinosaurs waiting to be eaten. Uh, That's kind of the way our bodies respond to chronic stress. And it's positive energy that has really started to help me let loose of the stressors and to deal with them. I wrote a mission statement several years ago that 
um, has been kind of a central part of this rebirth, and really the the part of that is the mantra that I will um, experience more balance in my life through my actions uh, in the world. And uh, as a part of that, I've become a happier person. There's kind of a joyful living theme about how I live my life now, and that's a central part of the Under Next Year text as well. Uh, I'm more active. I do a sun salutation seven days a week. I bike, swim, I do yoga. Uh, and I've uh, been able to um, uh, kind of marry a lot of different interests that I have as part of this improvement. And one of the keys, though, is my love of food and uh, learning more about how healthy food uh, limiting proteins and experiencing more of the wonderful vegetables and produce that we have here in San Diego has really been a key to that. Yes, at the same that's time, a really good point about the food and a really nice story as to what your wake-up call was and how you made the transition to living a more healthy life. And I'd like to just stop you right there on that note, which we will come back to after a short break because it is time for our first one. And this is your host, Sandra Malhotra with Generation Regeneration. And we're talking with Nathan Phillips and Yancey Wright today about sustainable lifestyles to midlife and beyond. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned to learn more about this timely topic. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in January 2015 called HoldTreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced. And together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com. 
or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and today we're talking about sustainable lifestyles with Nathan Phillips and Yancey Wright. And right before the break, we were talking about healthy lifestyles for everyone, and particularly those beyond age 50 with Nathan. And we were referring to some of the content that we read in a book, Younger Next Year, where they point out the difference between a growth-type lifestyle and a decay-type lifestyle. Uh, that nature is uh, very strict about which category you fall into depending on how you live your life. And if you are living a very sedentary, stressful type of life, nature will interpret that as you're in decay mode. And that's not a good situation to be in. And Nathan took us through how he reversed that and is now in more into growth mode, especially as a result of exercise. And so the thing we just started talking about before the break was diet. So Nathan, can you now talk about how you transition your diet to a more healthy one? Thanks, Sandra. Um, I, I started to take a look at the diet back in, as I was experiencing my blood pressure issues. And one of the things that I realized was there were things that I was over-consuming, and there were things that I shouldn't have been consuming at all, uh, and there were things that I needed to consume a lot more of. Um, so uh, I guess the, the, the things that I needed to stop consuming were things like processed foods, yes. uh, lots of added sugars, um, and you know fats that weren't going to be productive in my system. Uh, whereas fats that are productive in my system, like uh, extra virgin olive oil and uh, grapeseed oils, uh, are actually quite good for us. Um, the things that I needed to eat more of were the veg and the fibers and fruits and produce. And um, I started to teach my kids how to eat citrus so that the pulp and all of the wonderful things that were connected to that fruit became part of our diet. Um, we eliminated a lot of things from our household that were negatives, uh, so it became easier to find the positives. And one of the things that I did was I really cut back on the amount of red meat that I was eating. Uh, we ate poultry quite frequently, and we started to develop a love for fish. Eventually, that love for fish... Uh, actually became part of my life because I now run a fish company. So um, uh, That's right. Why don't you that, get into that? Uh, because you, okay. you made some per- personal and professional changes. And one significant professional change that you made was working for Catalina Offshore Products, which is also a triple bottom line company. So can you describe what that is and how it's Absolutely. executed at Catalina? Well, just real briefly, my, my boss, who's our CEO, Dave Rudy, uh, started out pretty humble uh, driving a pickup truck with no windshield on Catalina Island uh, back in the late 70s, uh, scuba diving for sea urchin and other products. Uh, today, we, like I said, you said earlier, we employ well over 100 people, and uh, we uh, wholesale and retail some of the finest seafood in the world. Uh, but our, our business is really built on a mission of sustainability of our work. Um, fisheries are 
like many resources in our planet, very limited. And um, if we aren't careful about how we manage and approach those fisheries, then they disappear. Uh, so we, we think of people, planet profit, as the triple bottom line in a lot of cases, but we really see triple bottom line around here more as people, planet, and performance, in that we, we have a mission that we want to achieve, and rather than me- measuring success in terms of just dollars, we want to explore how we're being successful in terms of that mission. Um, and certainly financials are part of that, but it's not the deciding factor. Uh, we work with small boat fisheries. We know most of the fishermen and the co-ops that we do business with. We have personal relationships with them. And um, because we work with small boats, we also are uh, buying products that have been sustainably harvested by people who also care about the ocean and the fisheries. Um, Dave and I and other members of our team are involved in a number of organizations like the California Fishery and Seafood Institute, Maritime Alliance, the California Sea Urchin Commission, San Diego Food Systems Alliance, Slow Food San Diego, Aquarium in the Pacific, and many others. And because of our uh, policy involvement, we're actually able to uh, assist in educating others on good decision-making, and um, it helps us maintain a stable long-term growth plan for our company um, and uh, keeps us busy in the community um, through that work. That's wonderful, the fact that Catalina operates in such a sustainable and respectful fashion for the fisheries. Now, how can we as consumers encourage more fish suppliers to operate in this fashion? Well, you know, I think, Senator, sustainability at a macro level comes down to us understanding that we have been allowed by whatever force caused it for us to be living in this big blue petri dish that we call Earth, and we have a limited number of resources um, and as an organism, the human species has to change. I think if we don't look at our habits in the long term, um, then we're going to have problems for our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. I like to think of it this way. If you look back on the Black Plague in modern society, Everything they were doing was obviously causing this disease that was killing people. But at the time, because people weren't able to change their habits or didn't know they needed to change their habits, they were doing things that were contaminating their environment. And now we are doing things like fracking, tundra, tearing up and tar sands, contaminating water supplies. And so we have to make individual changes. We, we have to say this is enough. We've got to let go of the bad habits and embrace better habits. And so things like um, setting a good example for our kids and using less of what we use are both real, simple changes that can be made. Um, if you take... Uh, your diet from eight ounces of red meat or seafood a day down to three to four ounces, then, you know, you reduce the amount of 
um, amount of food that's being consumed on a national basis by billions of pounds per year. Um, and so if we can all embrace that and think about where our products are coming from uh, and avoiding products that are not sustainable, then we force the rest of the population to start to be influenced by our change. And that's really a, a, a very, very important thing. Buy yes. local, know where your products came from, know how they were harvested, plant a garden with your friends and neighbors, share the abundance when it's there, limit your waste, and as I said earlier, stay away from processed foods. If you don't know what's on that label, you probably don't want to eat it. That's that's the mantra that we use at our house. Yes, that's right. Yes, it really comes down to individual decisions. Uh, it's easy to blame other people for the way things are in the world that we don't like, but the way we can all change it is to take responsibility for ourselves. And if we want to help to support sustainable fisheries, go to restaurants that only serve sustainable fish. Or when you place an order, ask, uh, is this sustainably raised? Is it wild caught? That type of thing. Uh, I know there's a restaurant in Fort Collins called Jack's. And seafood for the future that help us with that. Yes, that's right. Okay, very good point. Now, Yancey, thank you very much for being patient Uh, Let's move on over to you now, and we have about three minutes until our next break. So why don't we just start with talking about your journey to a more sustainable and healthy life, both personally and professionally. Thanks, Sandra. So I'll try and uh, sum it up in three minutes. Um, It's interesting. I I grew up in Southern Oregon. Uh, My dad's a logger still in Southern Oregon. Uh, it wasn't until I went away to college and then lived in Europe for about four years that I had really a, a serious 180 occur in my mind about the importance of the environment and those ecosystems. And, uh, you know, I had a, a master's degree in architecture, and yet I was really attracted to the construction industry. So when I got back to Seattle, I took up, a, I took up work in the construction industry and uh, quickly found an opportunity to carve out a path focused on sustainable building leveraging a lot of the things that I had learned earlier on. I also, you know, during that time abroad and, and uh, really spending, um, uh, having a lot of great opportunities, seeing, seeing how things have done significantly different in foreign countries, I realized that it wasn't really worth my time to do just an ordinary do- job. That, you know, for me personally, I'm really driven by the passion for being of service to contribute to the whole and make a difference in some kind of way that, um, help others, and, and for me, that really came down to helping others shift behaviors. Um, so in the construction industry, I carved out a, a niche of focusing on sustainability or sustainable building or green building and worked for the largest general contractor in the state of Washington for almost 10 years, uh, fell in construction, and helped really um, internally uh, inform and shift behaviors and develop internal practices that not only uh, address the bottom line, like Nathan talked about, of saving money, but significantly reducing the environmental impact. But the most important thing was getting to the essence of why people should care. And uh, so it was, you know, for me, it was really about helping people see that there's nothing to argue uh, when it comes to the fact that we all need clean air, clean water, soil, and, and shelter to survive as a human race. And that if we can all agree on that, 
then it was a lot easier to move forward um, rather than debating things like climate change or global warming. That really was a, a not necessarily an issue we need to get into. And once that happened, um, it's, a lot of movement began to occur. I was getting requests to do trainings. I, I wrote a bunch of curriculum. In, in the end, uh, helped create a separate company within stone construction to focus on rebuilding, training, consulting. Over about a five-year period, I trained about 2,500 construction workers and worked for great clients like the Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, Amazon, Microsoft, uh, a number of uh, arts and nonprofits and healthcare institutions to help them start to shift how they were building their buildings. But all that said, I recognized at a certain point that for me, internally, I was uh, overworked uh, and, and just stressing myself out. It really wasn't a result of, of the company doing it. It was really my own result. And that I also saw that the biggest issue that needed to change were people's lifestyles. The tweaking buildings to be a little more green wasn't going to gain what, where we needed to go um, fast enough as far as environmental shifts and, and people's societal shifts. So. I started a company called Alternavita, uh, changed my own lifestyle, and really felt like, uh, you know, I wanted to shift my efforts to help people see a different approach to how they could live their lifestyles more in harmony with nature. Okay. That's that's a really great story and a great intro to Alternavita, which we will continue talking about after the break because there's a lot of great stuff to cover there. And that brings us to our next break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And we're talking about sustainable lifestyles with Nathan Phillips and Yancey Wright. And we will continue talking about this subject on the flip side. Stay tuned for more good stuff. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. A new health and wellness community is coming in January 2015 called wholetreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This- 
This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back. This is your host, Sandra Malhotra, and today we're talking with Nathan Phillips and Yancey Wright about sustainable lifestyles up to mid-age and beyond. And prior to the break, we were discussing Yancey's journey to the founding of a health and wellness retreat and resort called Alternavita. So Yancey, you just started talking about that, so can you please expand on that point? Sure, thank you. Yes, it was uh, probably about a year and nine months ago that um, I made a commitment to shift away from a really great job and a really nice lifestyle um, that, you know, was designed around moving up the corporate ladder, but I started to have some health issues myself, similar to Nathan, um, not exactly blood pressure related, but I actually had a heart problem um, and ended up in the ICU and had to have the defibrillator reset my heart and... Uh, just had this wake-up moment when they had me sign a piece of paper saying they're stopping my heart and that I gave them consent to do so. And, wow, that's and quite a wake-up call. <laughs> just a small wake-up call. <laughs> um, I, I recognized that uh, something wasn't quite right. And, you know, when I reflect back, I had most of the things in order on, on you know, developing a healthy lifestyle. I, I ate really well. I drank lots of water. I didn't do any drugs. didn't do any alcohol or caffeine. And yet there was still something that was off that was causing some health issues. And ultimately what it was is I recognized I didn't have the tools to cope with my own internal voice, my, the pressure I was putting on myself, my own drive to accomplish, and uh, this pressure to, you know, help save the world, which in essence I... You know, I, I never could do, um, and so why would I put all that pressure on myself? And so a lot of the stress was self-induced, and I recognize there are an awful lot of other people out there that, whether it's self-induced or just the the society that we live in that causes the amount of stress, that it's a common issue. And so what I wanted to do, uh, not just because of stress, but also because of the drive to help people shift behaviors around the environment, and also the drive to just simply help others um, find a, a place of higher level of happiness and health, I decided to create a health and wellness retreat in Puerto Rico. And really what the purpose of that is for is to give people experiences uh, to help them fall in love with a lower impact, lower cost, sustainable lifestyle. And what I mean by that is that I learned through a lot of the trainings in the green building industry that you can't tell people how to do things different most of the time they're not going to absorb the information you want you have to provide. But if you provide really amazing experiences that are impactful, that are insightful, that have anecdotal stories associated with them and, and uh, make it fun, then the light bulb typically comes on. So for Alternavita, its vision and inception starting a couple of years ago came from that point. Okay. And can you elaborate... What's the timing for the resort itself versus retreats that are currently ongoing? Because you have a couple of things going in parallel. Sure. Uh, great question. So right now, it is a startup company. We're doing retreats currently using other facilities. While it, we're in the process of raising the final chunk of funding that we need to begin uh, design and permits and construction on our, form, our, our final facility, um, there's a lot of unique aspects about that final facility that make it unique and very different from anything else that exists right now. And so 
we probably will be opening doors right around mid-2017. Um, and in the meantime, we'll continue to do retreats just using other facilities, building our, our um, uh, network of uh, practitioners to support those retreats, as well as building a wide variety of programs. Okay. And can you elaborate on what, what are these retreats like? How long are they? And what types of activities are included? <laughs> great, great question. Um, so the retreats right now, you know, really what we do is we, we focus on um, helping people get to a happier, healthier place. And we do that through, like I said, experiences. We have some basic beliefs that support that. We feel that nature provides everything. Um, you know, if you look at it in its simplest terms, it provides the food, fresh air. Uh, but yet, like Nathan spoke about earlier, we've become really detached to it. So we're providing an opportunity for people to unplug, to connect to nature, um, to show them how we're all connected as people, as part of the ecosystem. Um, we also show them that, you know, what goes in your body matters, that uh, organic food is energy or food in general is energy. And so if you put something organic in your body versus something that's not, uh, the level of nourishment and, and uh, benefit that you get from that. We also spend time um, helping people, you know, as it relates to mindsets. Um, and I think the biggest mindset is what is a sustainable lifestyle? What does that look like? And what we do is we provide a, a platform or, or a, an, an outline of what it could look like in, in the ideal, which would be you'd have access to great local organic food and you'd eat that regularly, fresh food. Um, you have access to naturopathic medicine um, and access to healing arts practitioners uh, that, you know, support you with mindfulness, meditation, yoga. Um, it can be even uh, more things like Reiki or energy work or even shamanic practitioners or um, natural, uh, just a whole series of, of healing arts practitioners. And then having those things occur within buildings that are deeply connected to nature by generating their own power, treating their own waste, and collecting their own water um, and a place in Puerto Rico that our proposed property is currently a coconut plantation that's on the beach. So giving people access to what they would typically want to have on vacation, but adding a lot more layers of their experience that helps them come back truly rejuvenated, uh, assuming that they're, you know, arriving, ready to roll up their sleeves and do a little bit of work, because this is about an investment in themselves. And it is about making use of those resources that are there, the, the tools that we're able to help provide them. We don't want to be giving people a one-size-fits-all approach. That's why we have so many diverse practitioners there. Is that there are multiple paths, and some people may align with some of, one path better than another. So what we've done is really leverage the importance of having a diverse approach to people's experiences and making it a, a fun, enjoyable experience so that they can find something that they're really able to take back. Yeah, it sounds wonderful for a couple of types of people, really. Uh, for someone who lives that lifestyle already, taking a vacation there is just a continuation of that lifestyle or perhaps even deepening it because it sounds like you're able to really get back to nature in a very unique way there. Uh, so, because I know sometimes when I travel and go on vacation, I try to do things very healthy and sustainably at home, but then you leave home and it's like, oh, wow, this is really hard. Uh, whereas going there, it's just going to be a wonderful continuation of that lifestyle. And also, like you say, for people who want to learn uh, about food and about reconnecting to nature and even about these 
holistic practitioners that you have there, and it sounds like there are a variety of them, from naturopaths to yoga to Reiki uh, to even shamans. So it sounds like you're trying to reach a whole, uh, well, many groups, basically, with this type of retreats and resorts. Yeah, it does. It does um, lend itself to many different types of retreats, Sandra. I mean, in essence, we're not promising people will have a transformation. But what we're doing is simply providing them a place and the support for it to happen if they show up. And we believe that, you know, most people, if they're given the opportunity, they want to work towards constant self-improvement. Or at least if they have, if they run into a barrier in their life that makes them recognize that they need additional self-improvement, that we're, we're there providing those services, whether they're an advanced yogi or they are um, someone that's never done yoga. Um, we have the ability to provide something that makes sense to everybody because there are a lot of people in the spiritual world that don't know much about living a zero-waste lifestyle. There are a lot of people in the sustainability world that are so focused on saving the world that aren't very uh, tapped into the spiritual world. And uh, so what we're doing is providing all those things in one place in a way that's just purely experiential. Where We're walking the talk as an organization and we're providing... Um, uh, those who come and visit that experience without preaching to them, without, you know, getting too in-depth to uh, a particular dogma or approach, but just giving them the ability for them to find their own path. Yes, that's wonderful. And I know from one of our previous conversations, you said one of your goals also is to teach others to embrace more simplicity in their lives. And it's been my experience that this is really possible when you get that ego in check. Uh, the ego can be uh, quite a thing to deal with. And Eckhart Tolle, for example, describes what the ego is, what it's capable of, and how to vanquish it in his really wonderful book, A New Earth, if anybody wants to follow up on this. And the ego really loves to acquire possessions, power, control, influence, anything to make us feel separate and superior to others. Uh, it loves drama and attachments. So as a part of everything that you're doing, how do you also get your points across about simplicity, or is that just a natural outcome of everything that you're doing? That's, um, you know, it is a natural outcome, but it's something that is really unspoken in our approach. Um, it's something that we definitely recognize as a, as a big issue for even getting people to show up. Uh, you know, our larger target market is women because they're typically more apt to recognize that they need uh, support than men are. Um, and so the ego plays a role on multiple levels, whether it's just trying to get people to show up or when they're there, um, not telling them what to do or not preaching to them or lecturing them, but really giving them the opportunity to experience and learn for themselves and to see and engage with other people that are going through a similar process. And, you know, what, what it means for us is that um, the, it's, it's, I guess in a way, it really gives us this chance to help people um, find what it is that's holding them back. Uh, and if that is their ego, a lot of times the practitioners will help them get, get to it and tune, and tune into it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's, it's obvious that that's happening or sometimes it's not, whether it's, you know, when they first show up to a retreat, we typically have an energy clearing and we want to make sure that people understand that this isn't 
some crazy thing, but if everyone believes that there's some electrical force that's causing your heart to beat and, and that that electrical force has like an energy field to it, all we're doing is offering a clearing to it. It's like a de-stress. And so there are ways in which um, we help prepare people to, to sit down and, and set aside their ego just enough to really engage at a deeper level. It's also through the introductions. We talk about vulnerable moments and getting people to open up and recognize that other people have opened up and that, um, you know, it's a place to surrender. It's a place to be patient with yourself. It's a place to um, really relax and connect to nature and that there isn't necessarily a lot of room for big ego in that, but, um, you know, we're never going to be able to fully remove the ego either. Correct. Okay. Thank you for that. And I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing, bringing alternate Vita to life. There's a lot of, clearly a lot of growth and transformations that will be able to happen there. And that brings us to our final break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And we're talking about sustainable lifestyles for kids of all ages with Nathan Phillips and Yancey Wright. We covered a lot and we'll summarize and wrap up the discussion on the other side. Stay tuned. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in January 2015 called HoldTreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit nongmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. For 27 years, Kidstar has empowered thousands of kids across the country. And now we have the opportunity to empower children around the world. Kidstar is announcing a new radio show called Voyage Earth. Voyage Earth will empower kids from across the world. Kidstar has created a Kickstarter campaign just for this new undertaking. By pledging to Kickstarter, you pledge for a future of empowered people to come. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworms. I want to thank you for being a backer of our Kickstarter. Kidstar, we empower kids. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. 
And welcome back. I am your host, Sandra Malhotra, and we've been talking about sustainable lifestyles today with Nathan Phillips and Yancey Wright. And we covered a lot of ground. So what we're going to do is just summarize the major points and leave you with some recommendations. So Nathan, I will turn the floor over to you for a couple of minutes to summarize your points. All right. Great. Thanks, Sandra. Um, I think the, the key for me is to encourage people to decide the changes they want to make and then begin to create a community around that. Find a yoga studio or... Uh, a gym where you're comfortable and where you can meet other people that have similar interests and share your ideas and your interests and your challenges um, and and take a bit of that humility that we were talking about in the last segment and make that part of your life because I think a lot of times it's the ego that drives the stress that we're dealing with. Um, I also encourage everybody to check out... Um, CatalinaOP.com. That's our website. We sell seafood online, and we're here in San Diego. If anybody's visiting, we'd love to see you. Um, and, and take a few minutes to really think through what you're buying, where you're buying it, where it came from. Ask those questions of your grocer, uh, the restaurant you're going to, and Feel free to reach out to us here at Catalina OP if you have questions about seafood. We have a fishmonger who's been in the business his entire life, and we'd be more than happy to answer those questions for you. Thanks very much. That's wonderful. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with everything that you said. And Yancey, if you'd like to talk a little bit more about Alterna Vida and how listeners can find out more. Sure thing. Uh, yes, I mean, Anybody out there is interested in uh, understanding or experiencing a holistic approach to a sustainable lifestyle by emphasizing things like their personal growth through the integration of quality nutrition, natural health, spiritual vitality, playful creativity, community connections, and even zero waste uh, all wrapped up with deep green living, please uh, contact us or check out our website at alternavida, A-L-T-E-R-N-A-V-I-D-A dot O-R-G. And uh, we'll have lots of great experiences throughout the year. Right now, our next retreat that's coming up is April 11th through the 14th. So it's a four-day retreat. And uh, it's going to be limited to a smaller size. So sign up quick if you're wanting to join us. Otherwise, if you have specific questions for me, feel free to contact me directly at Yancy, Y-A-N-C-Y, at alternavita.org. I look forward to hearing from you and really appreciate the opportunity that you've given us, Sandra, to share our stories and to share what we're up to. Thank you, Nathan and Yancey. And yeah, I appreciate how you described each of your personal wake-up calls that led you to take a closer look at the way you were living personally and professionally. Uh, with Nathan, it was the pressure, blood pressure problem, and Yancey, it was uh, a scary situation in the ER. And one thing that I'm sure we'd all agree with is, you know, let's not wait for a big wake-up call like that. Um, you know, go ahead and, and start thinking about making some changes to make your life more healthy and your lifestyle more sustainable. Now, uh, don't wait for something like that to happen. And in the couple of minutes that remain, I'd also like to talk a bit about the W-Cubed Health and Wellness Platform which will launch in early 2015 called wholetreatment.com. And this also gets to the point Nathan made about 
finding a community when you want to make some changes in your life. It could be hard to go at this all by yourself, but finding an online community or a physical community at a yoga studio, for example, can be very helpful. And the whole treatment.com platform may sound familiar because there are commercials for it during this show. And in the interest of disclosure, I am the founder of WCubed, and Nathan serves on its advisory board. And our goal with the platform is to enable learning about the holistic modalities, for example, that will be available at Alternavita, and for you to be able to learn about practitioners and events in your area. We also want to enable online appointments with the practitioners and in general just form a community of holistic practitioners and clients, people who are fired up about being healthy and living a sustainable lifestyle. So if you're passionate about real food and real health care and don't just follow the status quo, you may feel like an outsider. I know, I know what that feels like <laughs> when everybody around you is drinking soft drinks and you're drinking a green smoothie. You know, you can feel like you're the odd one. but Really, uh, if you're making those kinds of choices, it should be celebrated. And I know I'm personally very choosy uh, about the types of food that I eat as well. And we just basically want to invite you to join our community because taking charge of your health and wellness should be supported. And it's really the only way that we're going to make big changes in our medical care and food system here is if we all realize that we have a role to play. And to that end, I would like to close by emphasizing that it is really important for individual choices to be made here. I think we all emphasize that point because self-improvement is one thing that is really going to change the way, the direction things are going in this country. There are no saviors in lab coats or magic pills to resolve us of a lifetime of bad choices, unfortunately. Medical interventions may help us along, But ultimately, we have to look inward and make the decision every day to treat our bodies like the temple they are for our mind and spirit and not like a trash pit. And like we talked about, it takes a daily commitment and a series of good decisions, but the results are well worth it. Who doesn't want to live a vibrant, involved, and connected life through age 80 and beyond? A life where you're living more in the growth mode instead of the decay mode. A life where you get to continue to give, travel, at work to make the world a better place. Mental and physical decay does not have to be part of the aging process, so let's just set that belief aside forever. So we hope the show today was very informative. Yancy and Nathan, thank you so much again for joining us and sharing your stories. I hope that listeners will look into this topic further and consider making positive changes in your life. And next week, our guest will be Diane Hatz, the founder of changefood.org. And the week beyond that, as we mentioned, it'll be Balvaram. So thank you very much for joining us. And until next week, let's move the party over to Twitter at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit.